Hello. Hello. And welcome to Bite Size Podcast. I'm Tally. I'm Adrian. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about scamming as we have been for the two previous episodes and now this one. Yeah, we're really just um, carrying on with this whole scam thing. Like yeah. it's a series or something. Right, crazy. It's like it was planned almost. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Totally I do want to give a disclaimer to the listeners um, that my recently neutered dog is in the room with me. Um, so there may be weird noises. I promise it's not me or Tally. <laughs> it could be. Now. It could, now you'll but... never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just assume all weird noises are a puppy. A, well, he's not a puppy anymore, I guess. All dogs oh are my God, he, forever, I he's think. Not... He's not a puppy anymore. Yeah, he probably. He's officially a man and also not a man. (laughs) (laughs) He has no balls. Yeah. So fun, fun (laughs) times. So obviously that's, that's a new, that's a new thing. Yeah. um, The fucking day that they did it, which was last week. um, Obviously I knew about it. Um, but I forgot that they were taking... He he only had one Duclaw, and I forgot that they were taking it. Um, but he also had, like, this weird little belly hernia. It kind of looked like he had an Audi belly button. Aww. Well, they, they ended up taking that, too. Um, so I got home from work, and Noah wasn't back yet um, from picking him up. So I, like, waited for them outside. And when he fucking got out of the Jeep, dude, he just looked so pathetic because he had so many bandages all over the place, and he's in this Aww. dumbass cone. And as soon as he saw me, he just started whining. Oh, mom, look at how they massacred your boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh he's God. such a sweet little baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, it like my little, my heart like clenched a little because I was like, why the fuck does he look so beat up? Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was all for the best. <laughs> just had to do a bunch of stuff all at once. Better to do it that way because like. While he's neutered, like, recovering from that, then he can, like, recover from everything, and so that'll be good. Yeah. He have, like, a and he doesn't have recovery to... time. Yeah, and he doesn't have to go under again, hopefully, ever. Um, yeah. 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 He's, um, he's chewing on an antler right now. I can see that my microphone is picking up the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, we'll take it out. We'll take it out. <laughs> I'm not a cannibal. It's the dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just like gnawing on my leg or anything. <laughs> yeah, Casually. Yeah. Casual uh, so, cannibalism. Yeah, you know, I think that's a thing now with the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's hip. Well, it's certainly hip with Army Hammer, which I'm really disappointed about. Wait, what? Oh my god, you didn't know this? <laughs> He's eating people? <sighs> so, like, um, probably a week after we were talking about Twitter, and um, I was like, oh, my last tweet is, Army Hammer looks like such a soft boy. So soft. You know? <laughs> like, that was my last tweet. Um, it came out that he actually had been, like, cheating on his wife with, like, a multitude of women, and he, like, had, like, this string of Instagram messages with this woman where he confessed to wanting to eat her, and then, like, (gasps) multiple women came forward saying that he was, like, weirdly physically abusive in his relationships, and then it also came out that just after his wife divorced him, which she did at the beginning of the year last year, so, like, when everything was, like, kind of going down, um, (laughs) um, 
he was working he like he had like a weird midlife crisis because his wife took the kids and like went away um and they were like oh we're co-parenting everything's good we're just like not good for each other like whatever they came out with like a super public statement whatever um and then he like worked a construction job and then there was like a bunch of (laughs) well not a bunch of there's like they found like the bodies of three dead women near the construction (gasps) site in the desert where he was what (laughs) yeah and then like his sister or like his cousin or something like came out about like the weird abuses she endured like she has like a book where she talks about like how crazy the whole fucking family is and now he's like under investigation by the los angeles uh sexual crimes unit of the fbi oh my god (laughs) or like something crazy like that i'm not like precise on all the details and mind you i'm getting the vast majority of these from like tiktok and page nine so take it with a little grain of salt i think the the fbi or the police investigation the sexual crimes unit investigation was actually um, like the LA times, excuse me. Um, so that one, that one was legitimate for sure (laughs) because there was a woman who like came out against him and like had like a press conference with her lawyer and shit. So I did see that he was like making headlines for being shitty, but I didn't know that he was like talking about eating people and then there, there were dead bodies involved. Right, yeah, no, it's, like, super bad. <laughs> like, everything's Shit, bad. Dude. It's all bad. <laughs> Which Dang. makes me, it's, like, I feel, oh, I'm just, like, I'm so sad. Because, like, he's, like, my number one celebrity crush and, like, has been since, like, probably 2011. Well, stop um, it. <laughs> I know, I know. And, like, he started to, like, get, like, really into, like, he started making, like, a whole lot more movies and things like that. And he was just getting, What was like, the really last popular. thing he was in? I can't um, summon an image of him to my <clears throat> mind. So he played the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network. I did not see it. Oh, fuck. Um, he played the Lone Ranger in The Lone Ranger. No, I didn't see it. Okay, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen any played... movie unless there's Will Smith in it or Jurassic Park. <laughs> right, exactly. He played... Um, he was in a movie with uh, Timothy Shamalamanamana. Um that really popular guy in um it was called call me by your name some it i heard that it was gay and then also that there was like weird pedophilia and i was like excited about the gay part less excited about the whole you know other part obviously (laughs) um so i never watched it also like i there was like a weird reading from like somebody did like a reading from the book and that it's based off of and it was like a weird like one person took like a shit and then the other person was like no don't flush the toilet i'm no. gonna shit on top of your shit no! <laughs> essentially as if it was like a romantic thing um so i was just like i have no interest in oh. stories that don't need to be told <laughs> right exactly he was also in a netflix movie recently um i think he was on like he was in death of the nile um, he was also in a Netflix movie called, like, uh, Rachel? Catherine? So I've, some, I've like, never seen this man name. before, is what Probably I'm hearing. Probably not. I can, <clears throat> I can message you. I'm gonna send you a picture of him really quick. His um, real I, name is Army Hammer, though? Yes, his real, okay, so, okay. <laughs> his real name is Army Hammer. Um, it's comes, it's a family name, which, oh, sure, okay, of course. sound even worse. Um, it comes from his grandfather, whose name was Armand Hammer. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> Actually, they are related to the uh, baking soda brand, I believe. Um, I am pulling up the IMDb. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck? I'm sure I you've am? seen. I'm sure you've seen him. He is a very generic-looking white man. Um, the man from Uncle. I did see that one. Yeah, he plays the Russian in The Man from Uncle. Okay. Okay. But he's also, like, very tall and very buff. Um, and he just, you know, he looks... Now he looks like a serial killer to me every time I look at him. Dude, crazy. IMDb is, like, his trademark. Guess what it is? What? Deep, booming voice. <laughs> he does. He has a very hot voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. that's. I think that's what got me. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah. Huh. All right. So, well, that's fun. That's that was a nice day. little side side plot in this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't really know. Yeah. So that's so he he could be eating people. He could not be eating people. He could be eating people. He could be a murderer. He could be none of these things. Also, his dad is incredibly tan, and the only reason that I know this is because I recently watched a Netflix documentary on uh, this scandal where this woman was selling paintings by, like, famous abstract artists, and they were, like, fakes, and she was, like, going out of her way to, like, prove that they weren't fakes, and it was for the gallery that... Army Hammer's father owned. Okay. And his father is also terrifying looking. <laughs> I think it's fucking great when people double down when they get caught in a weird lie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of getting caught in weird lies. Yes. Let's talk about scams. Scams, scams, scams. Scams, scams, scams. That's two really good segues for me. It really is. Yeah. You're two for two. fucking on fire. On fire. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, this episode, we are going to be focusing on email frauds and email scam, scam, scams. Scam, scam, scam. Um, and just like some of the tactics that people use and some of the things to watch out for so you don't get scam, scam, scammed. True. Um, um, I feel like a lot of these that we're kind of getting into are not necessarily it's it's not like a famous like you know like the ponzi scam which we talked about if you right. haven't heard we talked about that in a previous episode the last episode actually or the first i can't remember anyways we it talked was the about first it. One. you should listen to all of our episodes so that you know yeah um because we don't know you should you should know though <laughs> you should know though um so a lot of them there's not going to be like a huge amount of like really famous scams that like you know it's kind of just like this is the world that we live in now and yeah so these, these will the be familiar <laughs> to yeah. you unless yes. you don't have email somehow yeah. so we're gonna explain how they work and also what to watch out for yeah um so here is the definition from wiki <laughs> um yeah. so email fraud or email scams um they're Intentional deception. Oh shit! My dog hurt me. <laughs> Sorry. That's the definition. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So email fraud or email scams are intentional deception deception for either personal gain 
or to damage another individual by means of email. Almost as soon as email became widely used, it became... Oh, it began to be used as a means to defraud people. No surprise. (laughs) No. Yeah. Email fraud can take on the form of like a con game. Um, They use confidence tricks to exploit people. Um, The prospect of like a bargain or you can get something for nothing. Um, They do all those things and they target everybody and they target large profile people as well. Just to, right. um, and they always just want your man muns. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that beautiful man. <laughs> That's yeah. not Army Hammer. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you about Army Hammer unless he happens to be a prince from Nigeria, which I don't think that he is because he's very. Looks angles. Anyways, we're going to not talk about that anymore. Um, so, uh, as we were talking, as, we, as we were saying, um, email scams have been something that have originated since email was a thing. So going back early, you know, to the, the early 1990s, um, the second that people were able to scam people, Nigeria actually had a very popular scam called the Nigerian print scam. And this, of course, uh, was also known as the 419 scam. Okay, Uh, okay. Yeah. So the scam obviously gets its name from its prevalence that it saw in Nigeria during the 1990s. Um, But it's known as what is called an advanced fee scam. Um, So this is the definition of an advanced fee scam from Wikipedia. It is a form of fraud and one of the most common types of confidence tricks. Um, And the scam typically involves promising the victim a significant share or a large sum of money in return for a small upfront payment, which the fraudster claims will be used to obtain the large sum. Uh, If the victim makes the payment, the fraudster either invents a series of further fees for the victim or simply disappears. So it's either like, you know, you keep draining them for like small amounts of money or you get the amount of money that you got and then you dip out (coughs) is what they were doing. Okay. Um, Okay. So these scams, like I said, are often known as Nigerian 419 scams because the first wave of them came from Nigeria. This is from scamwatch.gov.au. So that's Australian's government. Um, the 419 part of the name comes from a section of Nigeria's criminal code, which now outlaws the practice. Um, and these scams can come from anywhere in the world. So um, a lot of times what will happen is, um, I actually believe I included a, oh, I didn't include the picture. Um, we'll put a picture up on the, on the Insta though. Um, so essentially a person will get an email that'll be like, hello, honored friend, or hello, (laughs) something that makes people seem esteemed. So that's like the first one is like kind of like getting on someone's level by being like overly um, positive or like blowing, you know, gassing someone up, you know, you gotta gas your scam victims (laughs) up. You gotta finesse them. Yeah. Um, And then follows with, you know, I am a Nigerian prince and this amount of money is being held from me because there's, you know, 
um, fees and taxes from the government and I'm trying to get it out of the country so that I can like escape the country or so that I can do blah, blah, blah. Um, and I can promise you this huge sum of money, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or a portion of it, if you send me a small amount in confidence to pay the fees or the taxes that are need to transfer the money out of the country, you can transfer it via direct wire, um, or like essentially give me your bank account information is like a big one. Um, so they may ask for bank account details to help them transfer the money to you, or they'll ask you to wire transfer money directly to them for the taxes or fees. Um, so they want to like, you know, transfer the money out of the country into your bank, or they want you to directly wire money to them so that they can pay the fees to get the money out. Either way, like, it's a whole fucking load of hooey. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so some warning signs, um, and this, of course, is also from Scam Watch, um, to look out for is you're receiving contact out of the blue asking you to help someone from another country transfer money out of their country. So this is, like, places like Nigeria, Sierra Leone, or Iraq. Um, the request includes a long and often sad story about why the money cannot be transferred by the owner, and this typically involves some type of conflict or inheritance or blah, blah, blah. They just want to move the money straight into your account. Um, you are offered a financial reward, such as a share of the amount for helping their access uh, the trapped funds or the amount of money to be transferred. Um uh, and the payment that the scammer promises to help you is usually very large. So it's like a stupid amount of money. Like this is never going to happen, which a lot of people who don't have experience with this or who are down on their luck or, you know, older people. Um, in fact, there was even some information that I got about this from the AARP website. Um, these people are going to be people that are like super subject to this because they're being, promise like insane amounts of money for like you know a couple hundred dollars right it's appealing um, huh it's appealing yeah absolutely it's super like obviously like if i could you know send somebody a hundred dollars and end up getting ten thousand back i'd be super fucking stoked yeah but of course that's not the world that we've ever lived in <laughs> no um they will also claim that a bank, lawyer, or government agency or other organization requires fees to be paid before the money can be moved. Um, so they'll, like I said, ask you to make payments for the fee via money transfer service. Um, so from CNBC, it was um, reported that Americans lost $703,000 last year. Actually, at this time, it was written in 2019, this study. Um, to these types of frauds, according to a report by ADT Security Services, using data from the Better Businesses... <clears throat> Excuse me, I can't fucking say all of those words in order. <laughs> the Better Business Bureau's scam tracker, um, with a simple statement that as long as these scams keep working, then people will continue to use them, which is, yeah. you know, totally fair. Yeah, makes um, sense. So from AARP, in the version that became ubiquitous online in the 1990s, well-known <coughs> for those that are dumb like me, uh, <laughs> the supposed benefactor is a Nigerian royal government official or business executive whose fortune is hostage to war, corruption, or political unrest. This dis desperate personage needs only <laughs> your bank account number to transfer the money for safekeeping, 
for a relatively small advance payment to cover taxes, bank fees, or well-placed bribes, or both. For your trouble, some of their millions will become your millions. Obviously, this is not going to fucking happen, so don't think that it will. (laughs) Um, And we want to stay away from things like those because that's, you know, a really good way to It's too good to be true. Absolutely. So, there is actually a famous Nigerian prince scammer. There's a famous one? Yeah. He's the most well-known advanced scam artist. Okay, um, okay. So his his name is... Em- <laughs> I'm going to fuck this up. Emmanuel Nwude. Nwude? Nwude. I don't... It's N-W-U-D-E. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, um, okay. And he is Nigerian, and he's an advanced free advanced fee fraud artist and former direct- director of the Union Bank of Nigeria. So this is a guy oh, who, like... He knows. Like, this is a commercial bank that's been operating in Nigeria since 1917. Like, it's a well-known institution. Um, Shit. And he was like, fuck it, I'm going to do crime instead. Yeah, be gay, do crimes. I don't know if he's gay. Probably not. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Not me. (laughs) Um, But you should, always. (laughs) Um, So he is known for defrauding Nelson Sakaguchi, who is a director of Brazil's Banco Noroeste? based in Sao Paulo, <laughs> um, and okay, he defrauded okay. them of $242 million, or $191 million in cash, and the remainder in the form of outstanding interest between 1995 and 1998. Um, and he had a couple of com- accomplices. I'm going to fuck all of these up. <laughs> Emmanuel Ofoldu, Zerabi Okoli, and Ofoldu. Bum Osakwe. I think oh. you nailed it. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> along with the husband wife duo Christian Ikachukwu and Najimba. I don't think that one was right. It just keeps getting worse. And Amaka and Ajemba. Um. And Christian was actually later assassinated. Um, so essentially, the fraud came down to Nwude impersonating Paul Og... <laughs> Fuck my life. I don't know why this is <laughs> happening to me. Um, Paul Ugwoma, uh, who was then the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, he successfully convinced Sakaguchi to invest in a new airport in the nation's capital in exchange for a $10 million commission. In August of 1970, sorry, 1997, the Spanish Banco Santander, Santander went, wanted to take over the Banco Nervisto in Brazil. Um, and the fraud was uncovered after a December 1997 joint board meeting in which an official from Santander acquired about why a large sum of money, two-fifths of the total value of the bank, and half of their capital was sitting in the Caymans, <laughs> Cayman Islands unmonitored, so it was in an offshore account. 
Um, obviously, this led to criminal investigations in Brazil, Britain, Nigeria, Switzerland, and the United States. And then to guarantee the sale of Santander, the Simonese and Cochrane families, the owners of the Banco Noroeste, paid the $242 million bill themselves. However, the bank collapsed in 2001. Shit. Yeah. So it was That's some just history. Like, just fucking bait and switch up yeah. in there. Yeah. So Dang. there you go. Yeah. Okay, so there really was a dude. We got a picture of him. Yeah. He looks like a suave dude. I'd I'd be convinced that that guy was building an airport. Yeah, that dude, he's wearing a silk shirt. He is. He is wearing a silk shirt. It's amazing. Um, so these Nigerian print scams are definitely more of a nicer way to do it, I suppose, in terms of, like, the way that they try to get money from you. Yeah, it's not Um, really hostile or anything. Right. And then that leads very quickly into extortion scams, which extortion is not a new thing. Like, people have doing, you know, people do extortions all the time. (laughs) I'm doing extortion right now. (laughs) Right. I'm not. I'm a nice person. I'm not either. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So extortion, the definition for it is the practice of obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats. So, um, there is a huge rising threat of things like this, especially with the internet and the way that it is. And something that um, pertains to, like, me and people that I know especially as women is what you call quote unquote cyber sextortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so obviously, a lot of people, especially even celebrities, um, like that one girl from Silver Linings Playbook, whose name I can't remember. Um, I don't feel like she's really relevant anymore, anyways. But anyways, her nudes were leaked online, um, and and it's something that's like constantly happening. Uh, And even to people that I know, to the point that now there are laws going in place everywhere that are saying, you know, if you do revenge porn or um, sextortion or things like that, then like you're facing criminal charges. Uh, In fact, the Federal Bureau of Investigation classifies sextortion as a form of online blackmail where explicit images are used to extort additional photos, sexual favors, and sometimes money from victims. Um, It can also involve hacking into a victim's computer or catfishing where predators lure unsuspecting victims into online relationships and coerce them into sharing nude photos or videos. Uh, a 2016 report from the Brookings Institute found that sextortion is on the rise and noted that it isn't a matter of playful consensual sexting, but rather a form of sexual exploitation, coercion, and violence. <clears throat> so that's a big thing that we're seeing right now. I mean, um, Every day I find out about, like, someone having their shit leaked on Twitter. Like, it's, like, a really big thing. In fact, to the point where I have several friends on Twitter (coughs) who are larger accounts, like 10,000 and up, uh, beautiful women, a lot of them, not a lot of them, but some of them are sex workers, and there is a Reddit board online where people are leaking the nudes from their OnlyFans and from, like, their own sex businesses and putting them on a board called R Red Scare for Cishet Males. Oh, great. 
And it's terrifying. Like, I have an alert set up on my phone because, like, two or three of my friends now have been leaked there, like, several times. And so every time that it happens, obviously, like, we go down and we, like, mass report it and things like that. But this is something that are happening to, like, you know, everyday women, like, people that I talk to every day. This is something that's happening to them. Um, so that's a big part of it. <clears throat> yeah, that, it's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially if something happens where you click a link in your email or you, you know, start talking to someone online who you begin to trust or fall into maybe an online relationship with. Um, in fact, I even had, uh, when I was like 19, there was this girl who I was friends with and she started talking to this guy online and I had another friend who just happened to be friends with him because she was from Canada and found out that this guy was dead. <laughs> oh. And he had been, like, catfishing her as this person and, like, getting, like, nudes from her and things like that. So it's, like, very easy to fall into that. And that's something that they call a sweetheart scam <clears throat> where um, you start talking to someone or, like, you met on, like, you know, an online dating site um, or on Twitter or whatever, and you start talking to them and you establish a relationship, you start to trust this person, and then they start asking you for things like money. <laughs> right, um, right. I'm stuck at this airport and like all of my, you know, my wallet and everything is in my bag and they won't let me back on the plane and I have to, like, can you send me $500 so that I can get a plane ticket home? Not in this economy. <laughs> well, definitely not for me. I'm like, oh, that sucks, dude. Like, I, I mean, like, do you want to call me? We can talk about it. Are you sad? <laughs> I don't know what else to offer you. Um, however, this is really something that's, like, hugely on the rise with older women, which is super depressing. So I have, like, I have a couple of friends whose mothers have, like, met someone on OkCupid, Aww, started talking no, to them. And they not seem, the like, moms. Really cool. And they're okay with calling them 100%, but a lot of the time they'll be like, oh, like, you know, I don't have a smartphone, so I, I don't have, like, video chat available on my phone, blah, blah, blah. And so they'll, like, get into this relationship, and then that's when that starts to happen. Like, they, they start to ask for money for things, or, like, sometimes they'll even send a little bit of money, like, oh, like, you know, go get your nails done, and then, and that, like, establishes further trust, and then they just start to, like you know, continue to, to ask for money or ask for other things. And sometimes when that doesn't work, they start to use, you know, the threats of like, I have your nudes, I have your information, I know where you work, I know what you do, I know all the stuff about you, and I'm going to tell every one of your friends all of your deep, most intimate secrets and blackmail the shit out of you until you give me this money now. <clears throat> That's fucking sad, dude. It's really, it's really disgusting. Those types of scams specifically, it's like, I feel like I understand if you're coming from a place of poverty and this offers you, like, this type of scam offers, not this type of scam, but, like, you know, internet scams offer you, like, a way to, like, you know, make some money quick or, like, whatever. Like, I, I understand, like, poverty pushes things to do, people to do really terrible things, but, like... To full-on, like, threaten to extort, like, older women specifically who don't necessarily have, like, the best understanding of the internet or things like that. It's just really fucking sad. Well, especially to, like, put your time and energy into getting to know a person just to, right. like, fuck them over. 
And that's something that I don't think that I'll ever understand because there's, like, I've seen, like, even episodes of Catfish where it's, like, you know, they've been talking for a while and they just want to meet because they haven't, you know, gotten the opportunity yet. And then they meet up and they're like, oh, I just wanted to fuck with you. Yeah. Like, it was just powerful for me to do that to you. Yeah. And we'll talk more about catfishing in another episode. Yeah. Um, so we have a few tips from Western Union specifically, uh, because a lot of this happens, like a lot of scams like this happen through wire transfer. Um, so the first, obviously stop all communication with the abuser or scammer. It's important to not respond. Um, you'd want to block them from your phone, email, social media accounts, um, and then collect all of the relevant documentation related to the scam, anything that they've said, and you want to keep it in a secure file. Uh, You may need to provide this documentation when you file a police report. Um, And they also have tips on their website at Western Union. uh, If you have, you know, going through technology abuse of any kind or stalking. Um, You also want to find out if your local law enforcement agency will take a report at their non-emergency number. And then you want to report the abuse to the online platform where the scam took place. Um, And then if you've wired money or made a payment and suspect it is a scam, you want to contact your financial institution and or the money service you used right away. Um, You can reach the complaint department of MoneyGram at 1-800-MONEYGRAM or Western Union at 1-800-448-1492. Also, if you suspect that a friend or family has been victimized as the result of the fraud, you can file an interdiction request which will block that person from ever transacting with Western Union again. Um, and you can file those requests to their email at bfraudsmart at westernunion.com. So that's actually really cool that you can, like, figure out how to get them blocked from receiving any money from anyone. Yeah, else. for sure. Yeah. This is bleak. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's like... It, Don't talk to strangers on the internet. (laughs) Right. Especially now. I feel like that's something that's kind of, like, been a recurring theme, like, through this research and, like, kind of, like, learning about how these scams work is, like, and I don't want to be, like, ageist or anything like that. I don't want to say that, you know, some people that are older are not any more capable of using a computer than I am because even me still, sometimes I have problems with computers. Um but there is a large portion of the population that was telling us constantly, like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. You never know what you're going to get. And now they have been forced into this world where they have to talk to strangers on the internet all the time. Um, and they are unprepared and they are being targeted as easy victims. For sure. And it's like, yeah, it's weird trying to navigate, um, the internet when you didn't, for the longest part of your life. (laughs) Right, exactly. And then it evolves so much. Like, the internet, like, even four years ago looks different. Right, absolutely. Shit's nuts! Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to tell you about um, the kind of email scams that instill a sense of urgency into people. Uh, And these have definitely been on the rise with um, the pandemic and everything. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. It's like my email. It's insane. How many I get. Right. We've even got like, they put out like a, like a, 
a bulletin at work about like do not answer any emails about getting your covid vaccination don't yeah. even click on them if you see covid so in the email crazy. delete it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so my sources um i used the sslstore.com um the irs.gov consumerftc.gov freep.com like freak like f e r f r e a k no f r e e p freep oh freep nice yeah uh yeah so those are the ones and like some wikis sprinkled in for good measure always need the wiki yeah so um according to a recent study by the security firm no b4 so it's no like i know and b be and the like number no four before you go <laughs> yeah no no before um yeah. found that the most effective phishing emails create a sense of urgency or panic in the recipients and we'll talk more about phishing in the next um episode yeah um so these kinds of emails lead their victim to think that they need to do the thing now or something terrible is going to happen um so these are some of the most clicked on email headlines um, that happened last year, I think it was. Uh, so like official data breach notification, UPS label delivery, IT reminder, your password expires in less than 24 hours, change of password required immediately, please read important information from human resources, all employees, update your healthcare info. Revised vacation and sick time policy. Quick company survey. A delivery attempt was made. Email account updates. So those were the top ones. Um, right. They obviously, um, you can tell from the pattern, um, they they target large um, like corporations and stuff. Yeah, And they absolutely. just like slip in there. Well, that's the easiest way to like, I feel like get into any corporate documentation is like slipping into a corporate email, getting yep. a hold of like a password and being able to further access. Oh files. yeah. Just fuck shit up. Yeah, absolutely. There's also um, been a slew of emails from, or that look like they're from LinkedIn, Amazon, Microsoft, um, Netflix, things like that. Things that, a lot of people these days are using. So the IRS has issued several alerts about the fraudulent use of the IRS name or the logo by scammers um, that are trying to gain access to consumers' financial info. Um, the scam emails are designed to trick people into thinking that these are official communication. Like, it looks fucking legit. Um, they look like IRS real stuff. Um and they're out there trying to say, like, you need to respond to this email to get, like, your plague bucks or whatever. Right. Um, which is hot right now. People need that and want that. Um, so they think it's real because that's happening everywhere, you know. Um, right. So the IRS has, you know, issued statements um, letting people know that they won't email you <laughs> about that stuff. Right. Um, the IRS is not going to email you. They're not going to call you. They're going to send yeah. you a fucking letter in the snail mail. And that's how yeah. you have to figure it out. <laughs> and then you can yeah. call them. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to do this. Please, 
please don't fall for this. Right. So the top fraud of 2020 was imposter scams. Um, so scammers, like, they showed up wearing the hats of, like, the IRS, obviously, and, like, different government agencies. Um, and this really leaned in hard to, like you said, the COVID-19 stuff um, and the everything going around with... Um, not rebates. Oh my god. What are plague bucks actually called? Stimulus. Um, yeah. <laughs> not the Biden bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not just the IRS that they're um, mimicking. Um, so it's just like, like you said, don't answer those emails. Like the government will not email you things like that. It's right. Exactly. It's not a thing. Um Another thing that happens, uh, especially in like big corporations, um, they'll spoof the name of someone high up in the chain. Uh, for instance, I work at a college and uh, I think it was last year, it might have been the year before, um, there was some scammers that like probably just went on our website, honestly, and found the name of our president and sent out mass emails to people um, as him. Of course, it wasn't really his email address, uh, right. but there were like glaring things that were wrong with it. Like the way, even the way that they signed his name, like they used um, like his full name, but he always signs like his short name, you know? Right. Um, so it was just like things like that, but they'll, um, they'll mimic these people and they'll ask their employees for gift cards. Um, and it's things like, hey are you available right now? And then the person will respond like, yeah, what's going on? And they're like, I'm really, I'm, I'm about to go into this meeting, but I just remembered it's my daughter's birthday. Could you pick me up four iTunes gift cards for me? Right. And, um, people fall for it. We had two professors, I think, fall for it on our campus oh my um, God. Be before we were able to catch it. So it was like a matter of hours Right. That it happened, um, which is crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, um, not, especially how fast it works. You work at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we also have, you know, liberal arts on campus as well. That's true. <laughs> That's not to say anything about liberal arts. I'm we're right, just right. saying. <laughs> yeah. So they they go out and buy the gift cards, thinking it's, um, you know, for their boss. And they, you know, they'll, they'll keep up this correspondence like, okay, I got the gift cards. You want me to bring them to your office? And they'll be like, no, I'm still in this meeting. Just send me the codes and I'll, I'll send you money later. So then they send them the codes to the gift cards. Um, and that's, and then they get the money and then you have empty gift cards. (laughs) Um, yeah. Cause yeah, when I was, when I first heard about it on campus, I was like, wait, do they buy like digital gift cards? <laughs> right, how are they? Right. How are they doing that? But that's how they do it. They'll ask you to send the codes. Well, um, my thing is like, I don't. Are they selling the codes on the black market? I guess I suppose because they're not redeemable for money. Right. Um, there, I think there is some of that. There's some of you know like, here's you know five hundred dollars in iTunes, um, money. I can sell it to you for three hundred. Right. Things like Dang. that. That's yeah. wild. Or maybe they just 
want to buy a bunch of music. <laughs> right. They just have the most extensive Apple <laughs> iTunes library <laughs> in ever. Yeah. Maybe they're a DJ and they need those iTunes. <laughs> it's true. Um, so many scammers, like I mentioned, have taken to impersonating like Amazon and the Googles and stuff. Um, and they'll email saying your password has been changed, which if you haven't changed your password, it's terrifying because you think someone hacked my shit and now they changed my password so I can't even get my shit. Right. Um, so it's like, it instills that sense of urgency, like, fuck, I need to sort this out right now. And then you right. click the link in the email and they take you to what looks like the real thing. Uh, you punch in your shit and you're fucked at that point. Right. You're fucked. You're fucked. Uh, <laughs> you got scammed, scammed, scammed. <laughs> scammed, scammed, scammed. And we'll talk more about link spoofing in the next episode too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shit's fucking scary. Um, so to protect yourself... Get in the habit of double checking the sender because oftentimes they will be obviously throwaway accounts because um, they can't, you know, they can't hide all the shit they need to hide. So right. they'll make the name look like it's really from Amazon. But when you look at the thing, it's often just filled with garbage and it'll say like numbers you know, and T9JX47 Amazon at whatever.com. Um, and I promise you that no Amazon email <laughs> looks like that. Yeah, no, it does not. No official email from anything is going to be Amazon. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> like, that, that ain't happening. No. Um, and I'll reiterate this in the next episode, but get in the habit just to be extra safe. Don't click on the links in the emails. Like if you, you know, are feeling suspicious about a change your password thing, just go to your browser and type in the actual website and change your password from there. Don't yeah, from the just website. don't don't click on links and emails anymore. We're yeah. not allowed to do that anymore. Don't. Yeah. Unless it's someone that you well, even sometimes then, because obviously yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll get that. you're either gonna get rickrolled or you're gonna get scammed. Scams and scammed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that is email scams, um, which will lead very nicely into next episode's phishing and vishing. Yeah, lots episode. of link spoofing stuff that we're going to find out a lot more about. Um, this is just kind of like a general overview with a little bit of history from those early 90s scams that have continued on into today. Yeah, still, I probably have five since we started this <laughs> right i would not i would care to wager i have probably about the same dude i fucking hate it every morning when i check my email at work i'm just like delete 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 delete, delete. <laughs> yeah no that's me too and i mean we talked about it a little bit with phone stuff it's like now it's like i can't fucking answer the phone i can't fucking look at my email <laughs> i yeah. can't do anything it's fucking because nuts. they're everywhere spam <clears throat> and like spam rules everything around me Spream. <laughs> They're getting my money. <laughs> that's the remix we gotta roll with. Yeah, dude. That's uh, oh, title <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's um, and like you know, the I think we mentioned in the last episode that they'll 
there are people out there that will sell your fucking information and then you get all in all of these fucking weird emails that you don't care about and i'm one of those i'm an avid unsubscriber like i don't want to see your shit i'm unsubscribing some of those fucking emails that are like here click here to unsubscribe it's just a like a jpeg it's not even a link yeah no that's why google has a wonderful handy feature where you report it as spam and you can unsubscribe oh yeah (laughs) i love that shit (laughs) it's great (laughs) but i'm just like wow dude you guys aren't even trying anymore yeah oh my god life's a nightmare it's true all right have you been uh have you played any games um so i recently got into online chess (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, I'm into that. Yeah. Um, last summer, I like there was like a two-week span where I was like really slow at work because it was between semesters. It was like the height of summer and, you know, there was a pandemic happening. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking really learn how to play chess. <laughs> nice. I'm into uh, it. Yeah. And I'll go through phases where... Um, I'll play, I don't know, maybe like an hour of online chess a day for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I won't play for a while. I'll like stop in the middle of a game and be like, this is fucking boring. (laughs) Yeah. And then I won't play for a while. So, um, but I'm back on it. So I've been playing a lot of online chess lately, which, God, that sounds fucking nerdy, but it's fun, you know? Yeah, no, with the rise of uh, the Queen's Gambit and all that, it's uh, gained yeah. popularity. A lot of people have been playing chess. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched that uh, yeah. yet, but I probably you should. should. You definitely should. I, for one, was taught the uh, Bobby Fischer method. All my family's Eastern European, so <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> chess was a big thing in my house. Yeah, Noah and I even um, busted out the old travel chessboard and sometimes we are we are an old married couple it seems um, we'll have we'll have dinner and then after dinner we play like two or three games of chess it's incredible i'm i stand <laughs> i'm oh, standing it's, it's really cute and i like it a lot so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah what have you uh, been getting down on so, like, a couple months ago, I paid, like, a stupid fucking dumb amount of money <laughs> to purchase Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> like, just so incredibly idiotic, the amount of money that I paid for that game, considering how long it's been out. And uh, and I played it, like, three times. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I have been... Tr- Recently, I have, like, a group chat on Twitter, and we've been playing um, Warzone, which is the free Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm familiar. Associated with the two. Yeah, so I've been playing that a little bit. In fact, I'm going to probably play some tonight, because it's fun. Nice. Yeah, I um, recently bought it for Noah on the PS5, mm-hmm. um, right before Augie got neutered, or right after he got neutered, I don't remember, because um, he was going to have to spend all day with the dog last saturday and i was like here's this shiny new video game yeah (laughs) i'm gonna leave for six hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah i heard that um the new black ops cold war is really good too um but i 
as a person identifying as someone on the left of politics, I really don't want to do uh, American propaganda about the Cold War, uh, personally. <laughs> and the things like the reels and clips that I've seen from it, I'm just like, I'm good, I think. Actually, <laughs> I'm probably fine without having to subject myself to that. Um, but I do like Modern Warfare, um, and I do like Warzone. I don't like the new Zombies game, because it's like... You are alive, killing the zombies, and then you are, if you die, if you get bitten by a zombie, you become a zombie and you have these, like, weird powers, but they're, like, kind of weird to use, and I'm just like, I just want, I just want the good old days of Black Ops 2, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not everything has to be a zombie. It's true. But it did, back in, like, 2007, 2008, 2009. Dude, (laughs) zombies were fucking hot back then. Yeah, dude, zombies were big, big time. I think it's because everyone was emo. Like, yeah. core, oh. not even emo. Because Speaking of, like, know. zombie shit, um, so, like, I got really burnt out on zombies. I'm a, for those of you who don't know, I love horror movies. I have a horror movie club and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I got burnt the fuck things. out. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I got burnt out on zombies. Like, couldn't fucking do it. Which is weird, because for a long time, I really love zombies. Um, But a couple months ago, for Spooky Scary Club, we watched Blood Quantum. Okay. Um, It was the first zombie movie I had felt excited for in years. And it was fucking phenomenal. What is it So fucking good. Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum. Do watch the trailer. It's fucking amazing. Um, I think it's still on Shudder. So if you have Shudder. I do, um, actually. Yeah, dude. Oh, fucking watch it. It's so good. Um, the premise is, obviously, there's a zombie outbreak. Um, but turns out uh, the First Nations people in Canada, and like probably everywhere else, it's a Canadian movie. Um, right. They are immune to being zombies. Um, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good dude that's so dope you gotta send that to me have you ever seen did you ever see overlord i did i did yeah oh we went God. to the theaters to see it yeah dude that movie was the shit that's the best yeah. nazi zombie <laughs> thing that i've seen in like a bajillion yet because it got really overplayed for like a while yeah dude it was fucking everywhere yeah, yeah but no overlord was so fucking sick i love that movie so much yeah yeah I also saw that one in the theaters. I miss the theater, you know? I actually... The theater. Oh, the, <laughs> I miss theater. the theater. <laughs> the theater. The <laughs> theater. Um, I miss watching films in a theater. <laughs> I wish we... <laughs> oh, film. I went to see a film at the theater. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so good. But I do actually. I miss seeing... I miss seeing movies. I really do. Yeah. Last year, even though it was like pandemic central, I did fucking mask up hard and I went to the Elks because they did a monster movie series. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And um, I felt okay about it because everybody was masked and they did a really good job of being like, you can't sit here. <laughs> you can't sell us. <laughs> yeah. That's and I was good. like, okay, this is fine. I feel uh, like the yeah. looks of all places probably would. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking dope just to see, like, 
Dracula and shit, like the original oh, like in a the movie old theater. Fucking, like, yeah, Warner Brothers, fuck it, or not Warner Brothers, Universal Studios monsters. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Oh, that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, it was, was a, it was a dope place. Yeah, we saw the we saw Dracula, the Mummy. Fucking what else was there? There was two others, um, the Invisible Man. I can't remember the other one. It was good. I had a good time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening um, to a bit about email scams and a whole lot about my obsession with Army Hammer. If this is the content that you love and want to help us continue to create, definitely check out our website, bitesizepodcast.com. It has all the information about our social media. We also have an email feature if you want to, you know, tell us about a time that you got scammed or tell us one of the ridiculous email addresses attached to an email scam. We'll definitely read it on the show. Um, you know, also, uh, if you do want to help, you know, make this thing that we're making, uh, our Patreon information is also there. A huge shout out as always to our Patreon subscribers, Michael I, uh, Justin J, Daniel J, and Beert, without whom it would be impossible to make this series. And of course, a big shout out to our theme music producer, So and So. You can find them on uh, soundcloud.com slash so and so us and thank you so much for hanging out yeah thanks it's been real yeah it's been fun it's been real fun it's been real fun <laughs> okay bye bye